I have to give Doug Karsh a lot of credit, man. Uh, when you're stepping into a play-by-play gig as big as Michigan, you don't have a Jim Nance-like resume, very talented broadcaster as a talk show host, one of my favorite I've ever heard. Wonderful job on the sidelines, and he moved in, replacing a guy that everybody loved in Brandy. And I will tell you, as a guy who's done big league play-by-play, Karsh has really knocked it out of the park, and Jansen is the perfect complement as the former player. None of you have any idea, unless you've sat in a play-by-play booth, on what it takes to deliver it. And it's not just the game. It's preparation, it's a pace, it's a sound, and it has to be natural. And Karsh has done all of that and really impressed me. I think Doug is standing by on the Meyer guest line. Karsh, I just want to tell you, man, incredible job in year one. Well, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'll come on the show anytime. <laughs> That's going to be the uh, Hold on, hold on. Jansen <laughs> sent that to me, and I read it exactly. It says from 90, it says from 97. One. It's his letterhead. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you did a hell of a job. That sounded natural. It did. It felt like you were reading it all. Hey, I haven't lasted almost 31 years doing a talk show if I can't fool people every once in a while. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. And the truth is, working with John, we did pregame shows for eight years. We did a lot of road trips together, a lot of long drives together. And it it feels like our our responsibilities have changed, but it's just an extension of our on air work before. So, thank you very much. I'm in, I'm enjoying it, and I'm glad that some people are. Obviously, there's no replacing the two legends that were in the booth. Um, but you know, we're we're not trying to be them or replace them. We're just doing our own thing, and hopefully, enough people like it. For you personally, uh, and being connected to radio uh, in the media, but. This was a, a big move up into a premier, you know, top four defending Big Ten champion college football playoff, the history of Michigan. What were you worried about uh, when you took the job and what really has made you relax and be comfortable doing it? So I, I don't have a traditional booming play-by-play voice. Um, and when that's the case, I practiced a lot over the summer and talked with with people in the industry about its its cadence, it's it's hitting the right word, and and you know really emphasizing the right things at the right time because it can be done when you don't have a traditional play by play voice, and but you really have to you really have to pace you have a good pace and cadence, and um, it takes a little bit of being in the moment, but I listened to the opener and I listened I listened back to. A lot of the games and much of the the broadcast, I can't. I don't have time to listen to all of them, but I listen back to as much as I can, and I have fewer cringeworthy moments as we go on, in my own view, um, as opposed to earlier. But there's still like I, you know, I did something at the the Penn State game that ended up they used it in the journey, and I was rolling my eyes. I'm like, because the journey on Big Ten Network, they'll take the home teams broadcast, the visiting teams broadcast, and then TV network broadcast. And I made a mistake, and they used my call. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" But you can't, you know, you can't. Um, you're going to make mistakes, and a lot of it is how you, how you, you know, bounce back from them. And I think people have a degree of forgiveness. And, you know, there are humans involved that, that 
do screw things up, but um, it's coming along huge. I appreciate the kind words. I mean, that there is a unique sound, and I, and I think in today's world, you don't need the booming old school play-by-play voice. You have to have some character personality, and yours is coming out. And again, that synergy with uh, you and Johnny just you know doing the pregame, uh, knowing each other, it's really good stuff. And you have a good season, which creates the natural excitement, the moments, uh, the calls. And here's Michigan uh, basically on the same trajectory, maybe even a little bit better with Michigan State at home this year compared to last year. But it looks like they're moving towards another showdown with the Buckeyes in Columbus, and the winner goes to the Big Ten Championship and more than likely the college football playoff. So I will tell you that you know, I've heard some of that talk, and where it's not coming from is the team, um, which is what's most important. This team is pretty focused on Michigan State, uh, given what happened a year ago. The, this week leading up to the game, a lot of the players talked about the bus ride home and how much – you know, it for them, the idea that they had a 16-point lead and weren't able to hang on to it, how much that stung and how much that bothered them and how they need to make sure that there are, you know, that there are no missed opportunities in preparation and on game day to go out and have their best game. And so I hear what you're saying, and it's, you know, if you turn on ESPN or you know, there's there's people that project those things, but you and I, I mean, what did you say, 31 years? We've been around long enough to know that everything doesn't always go as planned. And it's one of the things that makes college football great is surprises, is the element of surprise is always there. And Michigan State has had some pretty classic upsets in this rivalry. I mean, even the game two years ago in the pandemic year, when Rocky Lombardi and Ricky White went out and went crazy, had the games of their lives which led to an upset. Michigan State has famously gone into Columbus a couple times as massive underdogs and won games. So it's one of the things that makes college football so exciting and so great, and um, and it's why that uh, the Spartans have the Wolverines' full attention this week. Doug Carr's new play-by-play voice of Michigan football joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the HUGE Show across Michigan. How, how do you parallel or upgrade or downgrade this year's team to where they're at right now compared to that Big Ten champion team from a year ago? Probably explosive plays offensively. They've had some on the ground. They haven't had as many through the air. Um, and, and that really, I mean, last year Michigan led the country, I think it was in 50-plus yard plays. And this year, you know, they've got a few of those on the ground but they don't have as many through the air. Now, I, the, many of the receivers are back. The quarterback has changed, and J.J. himself has said, that's on me. i got to put the ball on them. But it's, it's something that they clearly want to, you know, want to work on and want to get better at because it's, it's sort of the missing element offensively. Um, defensively, they've been up to every challenge. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh said this week, Michigan State has the best wide receivers that they will have faced all year. And, you know, talking to him a little bit today, he feels like they're ready for it. Um, their pass rush is on a pace to have more sacks than a year ago when they had Hutchinson and Ajabo. So there's, there's some things that have come together for them defensively. But, um, you know, you, if they're not going to get big plays and an opponent is, they could find themselves in a dogfight. But uh, I would say that, that really that's the biggest thing that's different from a year ago. And what's different than any other Michigan State week for Harbaugh, at least front and center for the team, and maybe even going back 
gosh, I, I'll say for uh, a decade, if not longer, that this is the first time I've really sensed that he wants this Michigan State win. Yeah, I know you want to win every game. I get code speak. But openly talking about it, usually that's reserved for Ohio State week. But watching the ascension of Mel Tucker in Michigan State and what they've done uh, in this rivalry since Harbaugh's been head coach, I feel more juice from him and the team this week than ever before. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And they, you know, one of the questions, again, that kept coming up was, given recent results in the rivalry, does it impact your preparation? Given recent results in the rivalry, does it impact your, you know, your, your attention to detail and your focus? And they didn't shy away from it. They said, absolutely. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh has answered a lot, a lot of critics in the last year and a half. But this will be, you know, a box that I, I think he feels he needs to check. And, um, you know, Tucker and this team, I would suspect they'll be like many Michigan State teams that give their best punch of the season to Michigan. And the Wolverines better be ready to respond. Away from the hype and trying to read into what coaches say or what's said at a press conference, when you look at this Michigan roster, and especially the starting 22, and we'll throw in special teams, and you look at Michigan State right now, are there any advantages on the Spartan side? Well, they've created more turnovers. Um, Jacoby Winman was, is, I think, got more forced fumbles than Michigan's team combined. Um, so, you know, that's, and we know turnovers are game changers. Uh, they might be better in the punt return game. Um, so, you know, those are, I mean, think about it. You get a big play in a punt return game and you win the turnover battle. How often does that lead to an upset? So these are critical things that Michigan state is very good at. Um, outside of that, you know, I mean, there's some, probably some facets of the team that are pretty close. Um, the Spartans getting banged up early in the year didn't necessarily help, but uh, I would say the two that stand out is their ability to create turnovers, specifically forced fumbles. And what does Michigan have? I think they have one fumble recovery all year, to be honest with you. So um, that and and Jaden Reed, I mean, he's legit. He is absolutely working with Gator today. He said he thinks he might be one of the most underrated Michigan State receivers of all time. And Michigan State has a great tradition of wide receiver play. So how will this game shake out Saturday night? I'm seeing something like 28-17, you know, 31-17, something in there. Um, and, it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, like I said, if the Spartans bring their A game and, um, you know, make make the Wolverines uh, work for it into the second half. Uh, the, the Penn State game, Michigan had a lot of momentum uh, coming out of that uh, bye week, I gave them, afford them a chance to get a little bit healthier, which is something they need. And we'll see if Trent A. Jones returns at right tackle. Will there be a, uh, a Nakai Hill Green sighting? You know, some of that. And then there are guys that are playing that, are, that have been banged up, but they've, you know, been still out there on the field playing. But both teams have that. So, um, but I do like a game that's a little bit closer than the experts think. Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football getting set for Michigan State at Michigan Saturday night underneath the lights, 7.30 kick on ABC, and also with Karsh and Jansen and the team on the IMG Michigan Football Network. Doug, always appreciate your time. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, back at you, Doug Karsh, checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be partners with both 
Michigan State and the University of Michigan throughout the year. I love what Meyer does connecting the high school teams, local colleges, and the big boy schools like Michigan and Michigan State.